Lekutah Sicha is Chelek Yotes, Parasha Re'ei Sicha Gimel, a summary of the Sicha. There's a Pasuk in this week's Parasha, which talks about if uh, somebody will try to mislead, to incite another person to worship Avedah Zara. It's called a Mesis and Mediach. So on this Pasuk it says, if your brother, the son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or your wife, or your friend like that is dear to you like your own soul, will come quietly in secret and say to you, let's go worship Elikim Acherim, other gods, and so on. So Rashi explains the, relation, the uh, relatives that are listed in this Pasuk. And he says, Achicha means your brother from your father. And then, but it says, Achicha ben Imecha, your brother from your mother. So Rashi separates it into two. Achicha means your brother from your father. Or your brother from your mother makes it into two separate relations. Then he goes on, your friend Asher Shecha, that is as dear to you as your soul. That's referring to your father, says Rashi. That means your father. That's the last relative mentioned. Is really it says your brother, your friend that is dear to you like your soul means your father. So the question could be asked. It mentions your son, your father, your brother your children, but it doesn't mention your wife, but it doesn't mention your mother or your sister. Why does the Torah leave out your mother and your sister? And this question is not addressed by Rashi, even though Rashi has his responsibility as he states that he wants to explain everything in the Pshutosh Mikra, that everything should be understood, yet this thing he doesn't explain, why the mother and the sister are left out, so it's obvious that somehow this should be self-evident to us why this is so. So to explain that. And um, in order to answer this, we first have to ask, perhaps we need to ask another question, which is, since Rashi interprets your friend that is dear to you like your soul to mean your father, so then why doesn't the Torah mention your friend, literally your friend? That would be a pretty strong influence on your life. Why doesn't the Torah mention your friend? So the Mizrahi, a commentary on Rashi, explains that really Rashi, it's really Re'acha, Asher Shecha is really two separate things. It means your friend and your father. It's two separate things. And that would mean that on the one hand you have your friend, at the other extreme you have your father. Friend is a basic relationship, your father is your closest relationship, and it really includes everything in between. Your mother and your sister are to be seen as between your friend and your father, in other words, that the Pasuk means to include your friend, your mother, your sister, your father. And so therefore it is, sort of, so to speak, mentioned. But the question still remains, why are the other relatives are explicitly mentioned and your mother and your sister are not mentioned? That still remains a question. Especially in light of the, what Rashi says. He explains that the Pasuk, the Pasuk is listing those who are dear to you. And the mother should certainly be included in dear to you, because as we know, the mother is perhaps the most dear to a, to a son. As we know from the fact that Rashi tells us that where it says, Ish tiro, that a person has to revere their mother and their father. So Rashi says, why over here does the mother, is the mother put before the father? And by Kabedes Avicha, honor your father and your mother, the father is put before, and the answer is because when it comes to honoring, 
the Torah knows that the natural tendency is from a child to honor their mother more than their father because you're close to your mother a mother speaks nicely to the children father talks tough and therefore the Torah needs to point out that you must, uh, you must honor your father as well but from this we see that there is a closeness between a f- uh, son and a mother so then why over here doesn't he mention the mother? so to explain Rashi already explained to us that the Torah often speaks behavior, which means in the present the Torah speaks in the way things happened in real life even though it's not always necessary does it have to be that way but since that's how it happens the Torah speaks of it in those terms for instance in this Pasuk itself it says if they will try to influence you to worship of Zara in secret what happens if he doesn't do it in secret what happens if he does it in public would there be a difference in the halacha of course not somebody tries to mislead you in public the same thing applies why does it say in secret the Torah adds the word in secret because that's usually how it would happen when you try to mislead somebody you're going to do it in secret so we see that the Torah does Rashi told us that in this Pasuk itself the Torah speaks in the way things happen in real life so the same thing is in, in the uh, order, in the listing of the relatives is also, the Torah describes it as it would happen in real life. We're talking about a person that has his own children. He has adult children already. Because it says your son or your daughter will try to mislead you. So we're talking about a person that is, has his own family and his own adult children. So therefore the Torah describes what are the powers of influence for such a person from his family because there are two and there are two separate categories here when somebody tries to convince someone else to come worship of Avaydazara it could be one of two ways either you have a philosophical discussion with them and you try to convince them based on philosophy or you have an emotional connection to them you're close to them you're a relative you're a friend and you have an emotional attachment to them so therefore you have that kind of influence on them but even if there is going to be a philosophical discussion obviously a family member would have a greater influence even in the matter of philosophy rather than a stranger that you don't really know so the Torah starts with your brother from your father a brother is a relative you're talking about a half brother who they share a father we're talking about an adult where you have your own family so you're not living with him you're not in his uh, you don't share a bedroom you don't share toys we're talking about two adults that live in separate lives but he is your brother what's the what is your connection it basically boils down to you have the same father you are both heirs to that person's estate and that's the relationship so that's a pretty distant relationship but still there is a relationship then it moves on to or the two brothers that share a mother two half brothers that share a mother there is going to be a, a, a closer relationship because a mother brings together children in a much greater way than a father as is obvious in those two relationships it would be a philosophical discussion that was being had in which a half-brother would try to influence his other half-brother to, to try to mislead him into worshipping Avaydazara. Then the Pasuk moves on. Or it will be your son or your daughter. 
or your wife. Here we're talking already more about an, emotion, an emotional connection. Influence based on emotion. It's very unlikely that a, a child will influence the father in matters of faith. Usually it's a top-down influence. A father is charged with influencing their children into the way of life and what's correct in life. You don't see it working the other way. And the same with a wife. A wife and a, a husband, are, their connection, their uh, relationship is not based on intellect. It's not based on philosophy. It's an emotional attachment. A, guy, a, a father and a mother, you know, a, a father and his children and his wife live in the same house. They eat dinner together. They have discussions. They're close with each other. So it's that kind of influence that has, that, that could be expected to cause this kind of misleading misleading a father into idol worship I should have mentioned at the beginning that the Torah it starts from the most unlikely relationship working its way up to the more and more likely relationships starting from the half brother and the other half brother and then your own children and your wife and then it moves on to your own father. Your own father has the most influence on the way you think and what your beliefs are and so on. So it went to Re'acha, Shekhan Avshecha, is the most influential um, character in your life. And that's why the Torah doesn't mention your sister or your mother. Because we're talking about an adult that he has his own family, his sister has her own family, what is the likelihood that a sister is going to have an influence on where her brother is going to put his faith into? It's very unlikely, so the Torah doesn't even mention it. It's even less likely than a brother. And even the mother, who does have influence on her son, but since he's already an adult with his own family and his own children, so therefore the influence is not that powerful anymore much less even than his own children might influence him, than his own wife might influence him. And that's why the Torah leaves out that, um, that kind of influence, because it's the Torah speaks in the present, meaning in reality. What is the reality that a mother of an adult son is going to be able to influence him? Certainly not a sister, and therefore it doesn't mention it at all. A lesson from this, the Rebbe says, is all these relatives also refer to emotional and intellectual levels in the soul. So the Torah is telling us that you cannot trust your intellect, you cannot trust your emotions to keep you safe from Abayi You can't even trust your father. What is the level of a father? That is Chachma Shebenefesh. Chachma, the highest level, which the Alter Rebbe says that is based on this Chachma that a Jew rejects Abayi even that cannot be, you can't rely on that. Because in the end, it's kenafshecha, a person is into themselves. A person always looks for what is you know, most comfortable for their own soul, for their own ego. And therefore, you can never rely on that. The only way that you can be safe is to be, have mesiris nefesh, something that transcends your, your emotional and intellectual levels. Mesiris arotzen, you have to commit your, your will your will also transcends Chochmah, and it's only if you do that that you can be uh, uh, certain that you will be safe from being misled and that you will be committed to Hashem and, that Hashem, and, uh, and as the Pasuk says 
you will follow after Hashem and you will revere Hashem and you will keep the mitzvahs of Hashem and you will listen to the voice of Hashem and you will serve Hashem and you will cleave and attach yourself to Hashem.